Hi everyone, it's Michelle Lamb. This is Jackie Kirk with BU Cares' podcast, Leaning In and Speaking Out. And today we're talking about concussion in sport, which isn't a topic that I know a whole lot about. So I think I'll learn a lot in this conversation. So I think my connection maybe is through work at school. and Because you taught a lot of hockey players, right? I taught a lot of hockey players, but I just taught in a small town high school as well, where, and I was the principal, where we had lots of students that when things went wrong they came in and we always worried about concussion but I don't think we knew enough about it and so I think that I think we would have done a better job with them. Yeah. I think and things have changed too I think we're fair that. Yeah I think so I think so I think with all things I think science is moving us forward yeah. but I think in rural communities we were more likely to take that stance of you're okay get off yep stand up brush yourself off you're gonna be fine get out did there. you ever have kids or students who felt like they didn't want to tell like there would be repercussions they wouldn't be able to play as much or did you ever have things like that where you suspected they might have a concussion but you weren't no i don't think i had that experience i we had some bad experiences with people um, falling actually mm. I remember a track and field in oh. accident where somebody had a really bad fall yeah and I remember waiting for the ambulance to come and being terrified oh. I'm looking forward to the discussion today with Chad and Bailey and they're going to tell us some of the new research I think and tell us more about concussions and how teachers and parents and community members can support kids. Hi everyone, welcome. Thank you for being here with us. My name is Michelle Lamb. I'm the director of BU Cares and one of the co-hosts of the podcast. Dr. Jackie Kirk is my other co-host. And I wonder if you could each take a minute just to introduce yourself. Bailey, you want to go ahead? Sure. My name is Bailey Plashinsky, and I'm a teacher at Rivers Collegiate. I also coach, assistant coach with the BU women's soccer team here in Brandon. Hello, and I'm Shad Rickey. I'm the athletic therapist here at Brandon University and also teach in the Department of Physical Education Studies. Awesome. So we're talking today about concussion in sport or sports, could be either. And I've heard the phrase thrown around return to learn and actually don't really know what that means. So I wonder if we could start there. What does that mean? Why is that important? Sure. In most cases, people understand concussion as we can even briefly define that. So concussion is any altercation of the mind. It's actually gone a very vague definition just because of the fact due to impact of some sort. And it's really changed its definition over the last, I'd say, 15, 20 years. And most people would understand, being in, both of us are in an athletic kind of background, that your guests here today, would understand how we would perform return to sport post-concussion. And from that, the world experts have started to, I'd say the last 10, 12 years, started to discuss, especially with the with youth age group between five and 19 is what they define that, as a return to learn because there's two parts to returning from a concussion. There's the part where the actual physical activity returning, but there's also going back to school 
as most people in that age group are doing some sort of education. Is there a better way, and there is a better way to return post-concussion to that, those activities? One of the reasons why Bailey's here with us today is not only is she an educator, but she's also been an athlete before and has had issues with concussion. We can be honest about that. And I'm sure she could elaborate what it was like to try to go through school with those kinds of issues. And I think that'd be a good topic for you to discuss too. Yeah. When I was in high school, I was, hockey was my main sport. And there were in a couple of years there, I had one concussion. And at that point, they weren't really aware of what symptoms of concussion were. You had a headache, neck tightness, nausea, and you would just keep going. So I remember I went to a chiropractor and yeah, no, you have a concussion. So at that point, it was only like taking you know, a week off, whatever. And so I went back and again, just felt off. But the focus and the information just, I don't think was there as it is now. So I was actually captain for the Parkland team and I played for the Chiefs and I was looking at universities and looking that way in that direction with sport. I remember at one tournament, I came back to play and I got hit. And it wasn't even a serious hit, but I just remember it was after a goal. I just remember feeling almost that my body wasn't really connected to my mind. Mm -hmm. So, and it was frustrating as a captain, right? You didn't want to pack it in. The information wasn't there. And as a teen, that was my identity. Right. So within that, I kept playing and I think the frustration and the stress of knowing there's scouts in the stands, like, how do I do this? Right. And the puck would be passed and my stick just wouldn't hit the ice in time. And I couldn't do that. It was so frustrating. And so in all that, I could see Shad's, but I was looking at going back to school. And so doctors at that point said, this is number four, five, whatever that was pending because it was just continuation and I need to pack it in. So at that point, even in return to learn, I took, I took some time off. I found that sounds and lighting really bugged me. The processing speed too, and even just remembering what I was learning was really tough. Moving down the hallways, my friends would talk to me and I couldn't hear because the lights were almost too much. I know those are two different sensory systems, but it was just like almost an overstimulation. I was irritable. I was, of course, very sad. I gave up the sport that I saw a future in. I had great teachers in Rossburn Collegiate, and they were really good to me in that sense. So I would do half days, and I would just chip away as much as I could. But again, I think with the lack of information, it was just frustrating because I would have to read something, and I couldn't remember. You know, I have to read it again. Studying took longer, and in that. Again, that was, I was known as an athlete, so I was like, hey, well, what's plan B and C? So I looked at volleyball, I looked at soccer. <laughs> and so <laughs> in that, even through university, and that ended up having to redirect again because of more concussions. But even through university, I found the processing speed and the workload was really tough whilst also trying to be a student athlete. So I think the return to learn, it takes years. So even I find, depending on the severity of a concussion, it took me years. I was never unconscious. I never really threw up, but it was still fairly serious. And I even know the students that I work with, there's a couple of them that even three years later, one of them has come to me and said, "My, I still get these headaches, I'm irritable. But it's also the social factor, right? That's affected, especially when you're in school. So the return to learn, I think, again, it comes in waves, too, of recovery. I don't know, and Shad probably have more to say about that, but 
yeah, I find that you're exhausted. I think your overall your whole body is affected in some form too. I felt like I had inflammation in other spots just in that, and that's exhaustion, right? Everything kind of contributes. So yeah, return to learn the processing speed, the amount of workload you can handle, just all the stimulation in the environment. It's just a lot for anyone, I think. So Bailey has told us lots of the different symptoms of concussions. (laughs) When it comes to concussions, what are the main concerns? The biggest concern you have is that I've seen is what do you do? And there's lots of information in the online or from reputable sources that will tell you that not a lot of people know what to do and it's not she mentioned the word frustrating but it's actually uh, scary because we wonder if there's going to be an end to it and it is a process to get through and it's important especially the first i'd say the first seven to ten days is really important how things are managed Mm -hmm. such that you don't create a bigger problem longer term now she had multiple concussions but that's one thing is even the first one can be handled in a, an appropriate way such that the next ones, if they do happen, or you can recover from them. Concern, fear, concern, wh- where do we go? Who do we speak to? What can we do? Those are all certainly concerns. However, there's way more information now available for people. And I think we're turning the corner a little bit. I think she would attest to the fact there's way more information now that she's a coach and having somebody like me on staff, we talk about these things all the time. And there are people and resources available and I hope we can enlighten that with this podcast today. We can put some links underneath sure. too, like if there are specific resources, let's do that. So you talked about the increase in information that's coming. Are there other changes in research around concussions, different ways of dealing well, with them? Funny you like should that? say. I'm actually going to a conference in two days in Denver. So every four years, the world experts in concussion, sport concussion research get together and do a consensus statement and come up with uh, guidelines for recovery. And the sixth one is going to be coming out. Actually, the meeting was in October in in Amsterdam. They never meet in places like Surrey or Osborne. They're in Amsterdam. And uh, yeah, it's three solid days of research and then they all collaborate on one giant position statement on it that basically Mm -hmm. comes the world standard the gold Mm -hmm. standard as an aside if we have student athletes here at bu that suffer concussions i actually include that article when i do accommodations with the professors like for Mm -hmm. class timely Mm -hmm. and um yeah the research that's that's changing is that we're breaking down i'd say it was eight years ago they broke it down into the learning which we're talking about today and the activity learning always comes before Returning to learn always comes before returning to activity because it tends to be the issue that's the lingering problem. Other research is how to actually best manifest active recovery. In the old days, we just sent people in dark rooms and made them sit there. And that, for this, in the psychology of that is alone is problematic, especially with in an athletic kind of situation. You tend to not want to be by yourself. You want to be in a team. That's why we do these sports. So that is definitely one change is that there is an active recovery things and be evident soon when they come up with this, what's called the SCAT-6, which is a sport concussion, concussion assessment tool. And this is the sixth iteration that's coming out. So it'll be really exciting to actually, I'm looking forward to it. I have no idea what it's going to be. I know there's two parts to it. They float stuff to us every once in a while, but I'm literally going to learn and my three sleeps, what the new <laughs> protocols are going to be, and hopefully disseminate that to the Westman region. So. That's great. This is good timing. That is. That's yeah. excellent. Yeah. 
probably about a month ago. I have a great nephew who plays school. He's in grade 11. And he was screened on a shot and took one right in the top of the forehead and got a concussion. What is it that his parents should know or that the coaches or teachers should know about concussions to be able to sure. respond? Biggest inf- token of information I can send out here is although he suffered an impact, you don't have to actually hit your head to get a concussion. You can get the shearing whiplashing mechanism right. and it will cause the same thing. A. B. You don't have to actually be knocked out to get a concussion. So once we have those two mm-hmm. the items out of the way. It's true. He yeah, wasn't. He yeah. played the rest of the game. And oddly, and another fact is some people's symptoms don't show up for 48 hours. Hence why you see on TV, you assume somebody should have had a concussion, but they're still back in the game and then they miss a week later. What they should do in the meantime is the biggest thing you want to get followed up with a physician. And there's lots of resources for physicians to, that, that they have at their, in their arsenal to be able to help with the, both the return to play and return to learn from the re- return to learn aspect. And if anybody wants more information about this, a really good website is called parachute.ca in the concussion section. They literally have the notes that you can actually print off as teachers to give the students, as students to give the mm-hmm. teachers that they followed up a physician, mm-hmm. where they are in their progress, etc. The biggest thing is to come up with a stage plan with somebody at their school, either their teacher or guidance counselor, depending on the size of the school. It tends to be a teacher to go over how you're going to gradually increase back into the full learning environment. And that usually is a staged process where you try a few things. You maybe go to one class or maybe you do a couple classes or maybe you allow for a half day and they take a moment by themselves for one period and then continue on. But the basic premise is that somebody's monitoring that and that there's progress being made. In that, you also don't want to keep continuing missing the same class, for example, just because you don't like it or whatever. No, you want to have a variety of learning. Um, People don't maybe underestimate the fact that when you learn and when you think you actually are doing a physiological process and that's the process that's being altered during the concussion no different than if you raised your heart rate or muscle and muscle tension or whatever in a return to play environment your thinking also has to be have a chance to rest understanding that there could be irritability understanding that there could be difference in emotions different mood understanding that there some days will be better than others But the good news is 80% of these things resolve between five and seven days. It's the 20% that aren't in that five to seven days that are always a a concern, but seeking somebody to help with that gradual return to slowly and to reintroduce into learning is important. And on another aspect, there's going to be altercations in three different realms. There's going to be the pedagogy. Most teachers will do things like, oh, but let's use a computer monitor or a tablet. Some of those things are actually mm-hmm. problematic. So those things mm-hmm. got to be assessed and understood. There's the psychology of, you know, am I ever going to get better? Or am I, I can't play or I can't do these things anymore. Is that going to be an issue? And then there's also the physiological. That those The physiological aspect can always be brought in after. We all have to learn. We all have to have a career. We all have to provide for our families or what have you in our lives. Mm-hmm. Why we're in our current positions now to give back. So it's important to make sure that those three realms are also added into that gradual return. And like I said, hopefully we're in that five to seven day realm and things progress. I don't know if you can add anything to that from a teaching standpoint. But. 
Yeah, and I think like the stamina is a slow increase in stamina as to how much a student can handle. And I think in that, when you even just talk about within a learning environment, there's so many other factors that contribute to one that's positive. And that's a big part, again, I'm middle years in high school, is that social status, right? How safe does someone feel to be there as well? And in that, you know, we see some of the effects from COVID, right? We tried online learning and all of that. But when someone is coming back from a concussion, I think that it's also good to carry that information forward because if they want to go to pre-cal or like grade 9, 10, 11, 12, there might be some little gaps there due to this injury and not due to a lack of trying. So I think even just being compassionate for students and like hearing where they're at and meeting them where they're at, or even decreasing as much anxiety as you can, I think will also help increase the energy that they have to move forward through their day. That brings me back to your story at the beginning because you shared about the impact on your identity because mm-hmm. you were a hockey player. That's, that was mm-hmm. who you were. And then you had, you're dealing with the physical issues and you're dealing with the emotional issues and the social issues. And so I think what you're saying about teachers having empathy and compassion during the process is really important mm-hmm. because it's not just the specific content of one class that they're struggling mm-hmm. with. There's all these other this web of other issues that can be impacting, right? Absolutely, impatience. So I think that athletes too, the student could be an athlete and maybe they're not an athlete, right? Something else could have happened, but they want to get better too, right? They're not enjoying this whole process either. There's a factor of they're frustrated and they're annoyed and then there might be some irritation at home and some backlash. And so I think it's also just really important for teachers and parents to remind students and kids and teens and I guess even adults that this takes time and that it's okay that it takes time. And I think that just knowing that you're okay with where you're at right now and that you're here, you have that support, I, that's a huge effect in healing. So then building just the awareness is Absolutely. becomes a huge piece for parents and for teachers yeah. both, right? So what about, we were just talking about what parents should know. What about for Michelle who has younger children who are just starting to get into organized sport. We were watching just last night, watching her, my daughter's in grade seven. She was playing against grade nine kids at Crocus. Grade nine basketball is scrappy, right? So there were kids on the ground, kids piling on top of each other. Like it was messy. But I was thinking about that as we were heading into this conversation. Oh, I don't really, I need to inform myself. So it's good timing for me too, yeah. The big main thing is to, not be fearful. Like mm-hmm. These things have been happening for a long period of time. And I think there's way more information available for teachers and parents yeah. to understand. And it's available, like I said, after there'll be attachments to this and other resources available to understand what to and what not to do. I think why there's been such a, one of the reasons why there's been su- such a rise in the profile of concussion and returning to sport and returning to learn is the fact that more are being reported now. And a long time ago, people just thought this was a normal process. And I think with awareness comes obviously higher numbers, but with higher numbers comes more resources of uh, human resources available to help alleviate and navigate through some of the troubling times. But oddly enough, that is only going to be the 20% that are going to be longer than two weeks. I, seven, seven days plus the return to learn. Usually within two weeks, everything is fine. And I find that here even at BU. We rarely have a really problematic case, but when we do, we just work it through just like anything else, any other injury. I think that's 
I think that's a really nice place to wrap up. It's a hopeful place to end and a bit reassuring maybe well, for people who are listening. Sometimes it, gets, it can be scary, like I said, especially younger people. The younger parents are like, what are we going to do? Yeah, that's what I was in the yeah. thing, thinking in back well, of my mind. We don't want to yeah. stop kids from playing, right? Yeah. No, and I think the thing is too, like I even look at back at my last concussion. <laughs> I thought I made it through heart. and it's that it's semifinal so, yeah. and the last leg. I think it was overtime or whatever and it was the last like minute but i remember shad was there and i remember just like laying on my back on the field i'm like as a i went so long without this and i remember touch i think i'm okay like i'm okay and i remember shad saying just take a run and i'm like yeah i'm not okay <laughs> but even with that to have shad just listening and meeting me where i was at in that moment and i think that as you get older too and i think i'm a big supporter of kids playing multiple sports because if there's something happens in one you have some options but also to have know that you're worth more than just that sport or you're worth more than something else and there's a bigger picture where you kept saying to it's a bigger picture bailey yeah. and it was be, like yeah very much money playing the sport you're right yeah that's, exactly. that's exactly you it do what i say so <laughs> then go for a run though and so it was like made to half and that was it so I think just even being able for me to put in perspective and then have someone, my parents were incredible through the whole process. They had a lot of tears on the phone. And I think that them valuing me for more than just an athlete and supporting me no matter what. And then even again, having Shad be like, yeah, no, there's beyond this that you can sit back and go, okay, what is this really worth? What do I really want here? And that recovery was actually, I felt better much quicker because there was such a time frame between. And your mindset was in the proper place. It was in the yeah. proper, exactly. Not at the end of the world, but it was close. You could hear the water anyway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I took some time and it was, and it's, again, I've, I feel great. And I think that, I think our bodies are more resilient too if we treat them well. Then I think some people give them credit. Yeah, right? But, yeah. Thanks for coming to yeah talk with us Thanks about it. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing your story too. Personal. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. Thanks, Chef. Let me tag along. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Let's do it again. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>